0: Time for another edition of the unlike any other, the UMAC podcast. And well, you know what, Ryan, I'm still not comfortable, even though I can't hear it regardless. But when I listen back to these, it's just weird not having that intro. Still, would you agree? Do you think, is it taking you a while to get used to this still? I'm still not used to it yet.
1: I would agree. You know, it's a bummer that we don't have one at the moment. And, uh, you know, we, that's an off air discussion if we want to. No, no. Yeah. I, I,
0: by no means was I trying to make this into a big, huge thing. I just, I, it, it, dawned on me. It's like, huh.
1: You're trying to guilt me into making another one. I ah, understand. I get
0: You it. see right through <laughs> me. What can I say? Here's the problem. I don't have any baseball calls still, so it would just well, be and your... It's, yeah, it's just not as easy as basketball we won't we won't go
1: there Uh, it it could be possible
0: this this podcast has presented its own (laughs) challenges uh on the diamond as it has on the court but it's been a lot of fun here we are we're another weekend in the books rolling closer and closer to the UMAC tournament what a weekend it was surprises for you anything that really stick out right away before we dive into it anywhere you want to jump to first as we just maybe quickly recap some of what happened
1: Nothing, I mean, too surprising. I mean, the one thing that I would say is the most surprising is probably where most eyes were not, and you may agree with me on that, is, you know, what happened in New Ulm. I did not see that happening with how those three games transpired.
0: I will say this, though. With the scores being as close as they were, I mean, I kind of looked at that as it could go either way going into it. I mean, I understand Martin Luther had a couple of big victories this past weekend leading up to this series against North Central, but, I mean, the Rams aren't going to just push over and roll over. Now they're 3-2 and two in conference
1: play, Ryan. You look ahead, hey, season were to end today. They're in. Put them in. in a, especially why at games 1 and 2 for their pitching staff to figure it out where they only let up a combined five runs. Yeah. I mean, nobody's saying that, you know, Martin Luther one of the top offenses in the UMAC, but just with what I've seen in person a couple times this year for North Central and what we've seen in totality for them, that's big-time improvements. I don't care that you know people could say, oh, these are two of the bottom dwellers in the UMAC. That was a big series for both of those squads. And, hey, tip of the cap to North Central. That is a huge road sweep for them as they build that program.
0: Yeah, in the past with Martin Luther, you don't really look at them as their offense being necessarily the problem. Like you said, it's not lights out, but normally they lose games because of pitching and they're just not able to keep teams off the board. Well, North Central was able to shut them down, so congrats to them on that, getting the sweep on the road. Certainly a big weekend for them. I'm glad you point that out. It maybe wasn't where our eyes were going to be all weekend or where we thought they would be throughout the course of the weekend, but nonetheless, a big sweep there for them. Otherwise, I mean, Crown doing what they have been doing ever since that Northwestern series, I mean, they are just on a tear, just crushing through some of these teams. Bats are still rolling. We're going to get into a discussion about that actually a little later on. And we actually have a new segment as well that we talked a little bit off the air. I sent out a tweet just for the sake of it. It was a boring Monday, I guess, at work. And I was like, (laughs) I need to liven this up a little bit. Let's see if we can get some responses. And we did get a couple questions submitted to us. So we're going to answer some of your questions, the listeners. So we hope you enjoy that. That'll be coming up a little later on. We'll get into a discussion about Crown and Northwestern and a UMAC Player of the Week. Not to spoil it too much, but it basically gave it away for the most part. (laughs) But we'll get into that a little later. Otherwise, looking at the scores, nothing really sticks out to me that was too surprising. I guess we should start in Mankato, where the Eagles took two out of three. This is kind of becoming a routine for Northwestern against these other teams. They're just taking two out of three, and that third game of the series, well, it's always the second game of the series, but the one that they lose ironically, even though you want to say, okay, it wasn't Bormer or Crab pitching, they also don't tend to score runs in those games. I don't know why that is, but, I mean, if they get the run support they do in the other two contests, they could win that game. You know what I mean? So is this just a combination, Ryan, of the bats not being ready at the right time and it's just a little bit of unluckiness involved? What, What do you make of this, I guess, looking at the results
1: from Mankato this weekend? Yeah, I mean, as far as that game where you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, Krab or borma on the hill, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, you mentioned they put up 10 in the first game where, hey, bravo to them and the other two games as well in the conference that played on Friday. Why it was not pleasant on Friday. Okay, I think the feels like was somewhere near 30 at first pitch in Mankato, and I know in New Ulm and St. Bonny when they were playing as well, it was not great. But when you've already had X amount of games canceled – and you don't have precipitation, you said it before, Wyatt, toughen up. You're always calling out these guys to say, toughen up. We can't cancel the game because it's too cold. Hey. There's got to be something
0: serious to pull them off the field. Hey, put an Under Armour on <laughs> and get out there and let's play, and they did. That's what I, okay. it's all about.
1: Wait, let's real quick go back to that. Is that a thing? I've heard that now a couple of times this spring where people just say, you know, softball or baseball, just put an Under Armour on. Like, is is that a thing that I just have been slow getting to? That's That's the first time I've ever said it
0: in my life. I think where I've put those words in front of each other and gone along. So I have no idea what you're talking about. So you weren't that guy who just said to everybody and told yourself, I'll just put an Under Armour on. I'm not that guy, Ryan. I am not that guy. But I am all about playing the games when you can, because I'm sitting up here in Crookston again, and we got another six inches of snow, Ryan. These poor kids can't
1: play up here. and You're going (laughs) to complain about a little 35 degree weather. Get over yourself. Yeah, you're looking at us and saying, must be nice. It must Absolutely. be nice to be complaining about that when it could be so
0: much worse. Absolutely. Get the games in when you can. And they got them in. And uh, it's interesting with this Northwestern team, Ryan, because I would almost beg to raise the question, is the mindset of these hitters different going into the game that Borma and Crab isn't pitching? You know what I mean? And does that put a little extra pressure on them? And that's why, because it's been happening every week, it seems like. It's not necessarily the
1: pitching performance that's the issue for Northwestern in these games. No, I mean these are all great questions, you know, and I would say you you reach out to uh, those guys on Northwestern who are going to get you an answer right away, and you figure out that answer for the next time we're on. But you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention eventually, you know, before getting to this exact result again. This is the first game on Saturday after Bethany got blown out 10-rip the Big O with another huge performance. We can talk about that in a moment. But in the first game on Saturday, Wyatt, not only are they going up against Drinking, and we talked about this on the last pod, where you wanted to match these two up, being Drinking or Ludzak or whoever it is that isn't Bryce and isn't Owen on Northwestern side, and then you want your top gun. And that's what they got. And Adam Feerstad pitched a complete game, went the distance, let up four runs, yeah, but punched out nine and was just a bulldog like we've seen so many times. So... That's a factor wide, okay? It wasn't the run support they had for Owen or Bryce. Maybe for a lot of reasons, but we should include. They were facing the other squad's ace, and I would say, you know, by a good margin, Fierstad's the best arm that Bethany has.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is the best arm that they have. He's been proving it time and time again, so you do got to take all that into consideration, and I understand that. I just, I, I think at some point do you at all get concerned with Northwestern? And this is maybe nitpicking a little bit because we know how dominant they are when they have those guys throwing the offense can score 15 runs. And they they still are the best team, in my opinion, by a decent amount. So maybe I'm nitpicking and reaching here just to have us- You got to, though. Well, that's the thing. Maybe I'm just (laughs) trying to create a conversation or a topic that really isn't there. But is there at all some concern that when they get into the conference tournament, there is a team that could take them down because they don't necessarily have I don't know, I almost feel more comfortable with some of these other teams going into games against Northwestern when one of those two isn't on the mound, for whatever reason that may be. And I understand they threw their ace, and that maybe wouldn't be the case in the conference tournament. But I do think you got to be a little concerned if you're Northwestern. And that message in the coaching staff room is we got to make sure our guys understand we cannot, cannot let up at all. And we have to continue to mash and pound and just get everything we can
1: Yeah, I know. I think that's definitely worth considering. And obviously, you know, for the purposes of this pod and what we're talking about, we're only talking through the end of the UMAC tournament. But we constantly compare this year's team to last year's team. And I think for good reason with how many of the guys are returning and the expectations. If you want to make noise past the UMAC, if you're fortunate enough to advance past there, you're especially, Wyatt, you know you're going to need more than two guys. And you're even going to need it in the UMAC tournament. Newsflash, Wyatt, you can't win the UMAC conference tournament with two wins. You need at least three, correct? At least
0: three. I mean, unless they somehow find a way to do it this year and <laughs> defy they've the odds. They've made some
1: change. Well, they've already made some changes. Why? Who's to say that they don't make another change? With how many games are played? No, I'm kidding. I'm does, a, kidding.
0: Does, does a forfeit count as a win? Still, I mean, what if a team has to forfeit and don't, then you could get do Don't two? even
1: say that. Let's not jinx it. I'm not seeing because. Okay. Please, let's get the okay. ball games in.
0: <laughs> let's, I hear you.
1: Let's get it. To th- it's possible. It's possible. Yes
0: that's the northwestern side of this conversation on the bethany side of things what kind of sticks out to you from seeing these box scores with this vikings team i mean they get shut out in game one which i mean to be honest was almost it'd be more surprising if they scored at this point i think to a certain extent which is crazy i mean we just brush by it wyatt but I, he worked out of a lot of jams, actually, at times, too, where they had guys in scoring positions. So, I mean, there, there was multiple innings where Bethany could have gotten a run across. So it wasn't like he was perfect yep. by any means. Bethany did do a little bit on him and had opportunities they just never capitalized. So give give them credit for that much, at least. But I don't know. How, how do you feel about this Bethany offense putting up seven runs in three games?
1: Well, again, I'll go back to something that, you know, you said earlier on in the season, you know this Bethany team a lot better than I do. You said going in, like, yeah, we have them or you had them slightly I did too, uh, above crown for Fred, a couple of reasons. But yes, we both did. Don't just put I'm not this just gonna leave you there. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm not just putting it on you. But I think back to what to what you said, this lineup has a lot of dangerous hitters in it. You told me that multiple times early on in the conference season, going into conference play. And I look at, like, you know, a game against Borma that we saw on Friday. Liam Peterson had half their hits, okay? So he's a guy who's stepping up. But then you look up and down the lineup, the rest of the dudes, like, you know, Ross Beamer, sorry to call you out, but he, he can't get on base. And there's only a couple other, you know, hits scattered throughout the lineup. And we've seen it throughout the season. Yes, they got six runs to scratch across to pick up a tight victory in that first game on Saturday to beat Drinkin' when he was on the hill. But otherwise, it's a combined one run versus crab and borma. Yeah. And I know I know they're tough, Wyatt. I get that they're tough. But you look at like a superior from earlier on this season. They got to, you know, crab late and they made something happen. And it's not a lot of runs, but you expect more from this lineup. And I go back again to what you said earlier this season, that's just not going to cut it. I don't care that you're facing you could argue Wyatt. I mean Borma and Crab are one two, not just the best pitchers for Northwestern, but the best pitchers in the conference. Okay. It's tough sledding. We get it. But at home, in that raucous environment that I heard it was this weekend, where, hey, it's tougher. Is it tougher for pitchers or hitters in the cold? I want to know. When's that cold? Like really cold? Um, well, so like really cold. So when under 40, let's say.
0: Under 40 degrees. I would probably say more so on the pitcher just because you're constantly going back to the dugout, then coming back out and just trying yep. to stay warm and everything. It, and, and
1: fielding, too, is tougher. It's tougher to play defense.
0: Well, everything is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's much more challenging. So
1: that's even more the reason, to my point, Wyatt, in those two big of a games at home, we talked about how big of a weekend it was for Bethany coming in where they knew they had to try to flip the switch and change something. They nearly got swept the weekend before. They scratch out one game against Superior. Again, we know it's tough sledding against Northwestern, but that's not going to cut it. All those factors involve one run. And those two combined games to bookend the series, it's just not good enough. If you go back to the start of this series, though, Ryan,
0: would you take a game if you're Bethany? If you would have said you're going to get one out of
1: three here, <laughs> all things considered, I feel like you would take it. <laughs> you would. I, I, and, again, I mean I am splitting hairs, but we've talked about before with Northwestern, I mean, that's kind of what we do. You would at least like to say, okay, we take one, but then tell me in at least one other game, we were competitive. Because who was able to do that? Where We talked about that. Superior.
0: Yeah. On Northwestern's
1: turf. They're the only team who's been able to compete with Northwestern for longer than a game duration throughout the weekend. And they were in all three of those games, actually.
0: Superior still plays crown this year. I'm very intrigued to see what's going to end up happening there in that series because... Well, quite frankly, it could end up determining who the 2 seat's going to be if Crown doesn't run the table and get the one seat, which is a whole other conversation. We'll get to that in a moment. Because yep. I was going to say, I don't think I see Northwestern losing another game in the regular season. And if they don't, Crown can't slip up either, or they're not going to win. And it's going to be very, very challenging for the Storm to run the table. Not that it's not possible. It is. It is. It is doable. But with the teams that they still have left on their schedule...
1: You would think there's probably a loss in there somewhere. So, When we thi- when we pivot to there, yes, yes, I'm going to add something. But, yeah, on Bethany, go ahead.
0: No, all, all things considered with Bethany, you take a game, you regroup here, and you see where you can get here by the end of the season, I guess, is all I can say at this point. you got to get the bats rolling, though. With Fearstead on the mound, he's in that elite group of pitching, I would say. You've got the two guys from Northwestern. You've got Ryan Rodriguez. You've got... Fearstead and then Newman, I guess I would say, are the five guys. I would say those are probably the top five. If I'm leaving somebody out, I apologize as I try to think here. I mean, Tappy's been very good as well. I mean, you could you could really start to go down the list. But I think those pick. are a solid five. Those, those, are, are, those solid are probably five. the top If we were five.
1: building the UMAC first team starting rotation, those are the five I think most people would pick.
0: Yeah, so with that being the case... I feel like Bethany's in a decent spot having one guy on that list and knowing that you still have the capability of hitting, you just got to do it at some point. They still have the names. They still have the uh, opportunity to go out and do it. I mean, they they put up six in that second game against Northwestern. They scored runs against other teams. Who'd they beat earlier this year? Didn't they beat uh, Gus Davis or St. John's? I think it was St. John's right away at the beginning of the year. So they can beat big teams. They can do it. They just aren't quite there yet. And that's the good news and the beauty of this is they still got three good weeks here to get there.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're assuming, you know, we've talked about it before. I'll say it again. We think that it's going to be a certain four making it to the conference tournament. Now, things could change, but we think that they're going to be one of those slots, Why? And by the time you get to conference, you know, tournament play anyways, I mean, it matters. Don't get me wrong, but especially now that we don't have the playing game with the four versus the five, you just get in and you hope that you're playing decent ball coming in. Yeah. It heats up a little bit. Maybe their hitters are more comfortable and they say, let's go, let's get after it. You talk about the art of peaking at the right time. So, do you want to be playing decent entering the conference room or do you want to be your very best? You want to be your very best. And as a coaching staff, you got to constantly be talking about that and saying, boys, like there are important parts during the season. But we got to understand the larger goal. You got to have that up on the whiteboard for your troops to see throughout the season. Understand this is a not a full-on marathon. I'm going to say you know the baseball, the basketball season was a marathon, wide, Okay, this baseball season, man, it's more like an 800 meter or a 5K. Okay, it's not a full-on marathon, but it's not a sprint either. It's normally so let's the keep other the way angle around. I mean, the MLB
0: plays 160 <laughs> games, and the you know the
1: basketball season
0: is uh, usually shorter, so.
1: Ain't nobody got time for that long MLB season. Okay, we're more locked in to the UMAC season because it's so short.
0: So that's the beauty of it. Yeah, agreed. What? What? Where are you going with this? I that was it. I wasn't going anywhere. I was just fair
1: enough. uh, As far we can have a larger conversation, wide as we get later in the year for who's peaking right now. I feel like it's too early for us to say that because there's so much baseball still left to be played in a short amount of time. But still a lot of games. And I have no issue
0: going on the record right now and saying I'll be very surprised if it's not the four teams that we've been talking about in the conference tournament. I understand something could happen, but to me at this point in time, I'd be very surprised if it's not those four at the end of the year. It's minus
1: 180, 190, 195 plus. I mean, it would take something substantial for it to not be those four.
0: So that's the Bethany side of that series. That's the Northwestern side of that series. I mentioned Crown and what they're doing, so... Let's get to a question we actually got from the tweet that I had sent out. And we got to talk about this briefly here because I think it's worth talking about. And I actually got the stats here, too, so I'm going to run through them. Who had the better week? Was it Seth Betts or was it Keegan Verko? Now, a couple things here to consider when you think about this. First of all, the UMAC sends out their Player of the Week awards always on Monday. Seth Betts got it. His numbers off the charts. Ridiculous. He was 13 for 16 which is an 8-13 average, so, I mean, just ridiculous. Just <laughs> Three home runs, a triple, along with a double as well, 16 runs, so he had as many runs as at-bats, and he also stole 12 bases, and he hit for the cycle, by the way, for the second time this season. He got player of the week. <laughs> Keegan Verko wasn't too far behind necessarily if you think about the competition factor because he played against Bethany. He hits 455, including four bombs, 11 RBIs, And he broke Northwestern's all-time school record for home runs. Give him a finger snap. A little finger snap here if you can hear that. Well-deserved. Monster weekend for him as well. So that begs the question. Who had the better week? I think it's still Betts. I think he deserved player of the week. But I don't think Keegan was that far behind. And I believe he got the NCCAA award this week for the player of the week. But the fact that Betts also hit three home runs to me is what's the no-brainer because that's the one thing that Verco had going for him is that he had managed to you know, hit four home runs and 11 RBIs, but Betts had three of his own. So to me, it's Betts. I'll turn it over to you for your thoughts, but that was a question we had received, and you know we're going to get to some of these. So
1: I don't need to say much more. Well said. He was a sight to see at Missile Park this weekend. He was a treat to watch for all the stuff that he did. Like you said, I mean, it's not just – leaving the yard with a couple of big plays. It's not just, you know, hitting it to the wall. I mean, showing off the full, you know, skill set, if you will. And I'm sure he did some good things in the field as well uh, for them in three dominant victories, which we wouldn't expect any less for Crown. So, I mean, a larger discussion for Crown, like, yeah, this is what we expected this weekend. But, yes, we've seen it before. It's a, there's a reason we talked about how dangerous their lineup was, and we talked about it so much going into the Northwestern series And we didn't see that full example of it throughout a weekend. But when they have weekends like this, where it's not just bets, but you look at what Schrodel did and you look at, you know, down the lineup, what so many of the guys did for them, they put up big numbers when you look at the whole scope of things at the end of the conference slate. And then, you know, we'll see when the cream rises to the top for what they do. But yes, my long winded answer is saying I agree. I think Seth Betts' performance was the most impressive in the UMAC this past week.
0: So now what do you make of Crown, just quickly before we hop into another one, because, again, they were against maybe some of the teams towards the bottom of the standings here in the UMAC, and this is kind of what Crown does at times. They seem to, you know, pump those numbers up against the teams that are lesser in the conference and then against some of the better teams they struggle. So I guess how much does that take into consideration when you consider Conference Player of the Year at the end of the year? Because, I mean, Betts won it last year, I mean, he puts up a week like this, and, I mean, his numbers just like that are uh, perhaps above some of the others. So h- how do you factor it in, I guess? H- how do you, you know, uh,
1: adjust for that? You have to consider it. I mean, that's the best answer I can give to that, for the powers that be that vote for that. you got to look in totality, not just don't. And I think I've said this before this year-wide. Don't just go box score searching and make it a pure numbers comparison at the end of the year. That matters. Don't get me wrong. That backs up your arguments. But what do I always tell you? What's most important? The managers have to remember when they left the Diamond at the end of the third game and when we get the weekend series. Okay, for these other series, it it sucks. We're going to play one this day. We're going to play one 10 days later and one two weeks later. Like, that's so tough. But when you have an actual series, and like in Northland's case, when their manager leaves the field after Saturday, and I'm sure he couldn't, you know, get out of there soon enough and say, let's get this bus back across the border. You walk away and you think, who was the most impressive? Who gave me the most headaches? throughout the weekend. And remember that, like not that the eye test is everything, but there are so many things that you see in that position that you can't explain via the stat sheet at the end of the year. What I do want to mention though, why it is, I mean, we're going to have to reserve a lot of judgment for Crown. And for those reasons you said, okay, how do we really evaluate these numbers? I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The last two weekends of the regular season, which are just You know, not this coming weekend, but the following, and then the one after that away. I mean, we're getting down to it wide. Three full weeks of the regular season. They host Bethany, and then they host Superior. So when they go up against a Fierstad, a Curtis, and then the following weekend, Ryrod, Tappy, those are four good arms. And I'd expect all those guys to be thrown against Crown on the road. And what are going to be huge games? The two seed is going to be up for grabs. Yeah. In the last two weekends with the games are gonna see at Missile Park. And going back to what you said earlier, Wyatt, that's the advantage that Crown has. Why do you think I keep saying it? Missile Park, Missile Park, Missile Park in St. Bonnie. Because that's if you're Crown, you're saying that's why we got a shot. That's why we're gonna prove, you know, the Wyatt Morrells and the Ryan Mitchells of the world wrong and say, you know what, we can run the table because we don't have to go to Superior. Then it'll be for We don't the have to season. go to Mankato. The, yeah, like that's why it's still possible, but you know, like I just said we think more than likely when they're facing off against the Jackets that first weekend of May, it's going to be for the two seed. But, hey, at the moment, it is still possible for them. Northwestern has three in the lost column. Crown only has two. The, the games and the number of games aren't you know necessarily even and all that. But that's just something, you know, worth remembering head down the stretch this season.
0: Yeah, I'll say that if Northwestern does drop another one, Crown will be the one seed whoa and if they don't then northwestern will be the one seed i don't see crown running the table but i'm i'm willing to bet if crown watches northwestern go down once again knowing that they can afford to lose one and just the confidence in the building that that would give for them that they're able to get the one seed so that's that that's the way i see it shaping up here the rest of the season i guess
1: so by that comment you are telling folks you do not see Crown taking a less than five of six games against Bethany and Superior. If I mean, that'd be pretty good.
0: If Northwestern loses one.
1: You just think that gives them that little extra edge. So I let's do. Say, I let's, do. Say, let's say hypothetically why. Let's say it comes this weekend at Reynolds Field. Let's say, you know, the Cougars come in and they are the definition of desperate to at least, at least, Stretch across one win this weekend at Reynolds Field, and who knows if that'll be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yes, I did say Sunday, Why? I am not lying. Games may be played Sunday because it looks not too bright Friday, Saturday in the Twin Cities. So we may have Sunday baseball at Reynolds hey, Field. Hey, you that's know, we, we've, done, we've done that before, so that's that. Well, and be, that was, you know. yeah, that was in a little better circumstances, but we won't go there. But that is a good point. You think that gives them a little bulletin board material is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's just I, I think if you lose one of those in the first series you have against Bethany, right, because they play Bethany and then they play Superior. So yep. you lose one of those to Bethany, but then you see Northwestern also lost, and then you go into that series against Superior. I don't know. I feel like they could definitely sweep Superior then at that point and get the one seed. So if, if they go into that, quite honestly, and they have the same amount of losses, then I wouldn't be shocked if Superior took one from them at that point, or even potentially beat him in the series. I think it just changes
1: everything mentally. I, I really do. You're really hitting home this motivation factor. I mean, if you're the crown coaching staff, you know, you're just, you're hoping, you know, according to Wyatt, that, you know, the Buncee better still be alive because otherwise you're, you're potentially losing your guys. Cause I mean, it goes back to the, what I talked about at the end of the day, is there really any difference? Like I'm legit asking you, there's no difference between the number two and three seed, right? In the conference tournament Uh, to me there is I mean you would like to be home if you could oh you're the home team in the first game yeah
0: so I mean it does it does matter a little bit but it's always nice to have something to play for not that crown wouldn't have anything to play for if they go into that series against superior with the same amount of losses as northwestern they kind of wouldn't have anything to play for in a certain extent because at that point in the season I don't know who northwestern ends with but the the chances they drop a game at that point just aren't very good
1: It's Martin
0: Luther. It's just it's not good. I'm sorry. Knights, if you can do it, prove me wrong, but it's not good. So uh, I look at it last uh, year when I was on the Northwestern team and we went at Crown. The first game, we went to extra innings with them at their place. They still had a chance for a one seed. They take us to extra innings. We ended up winning. Then all of a sudden, that's gone. In game two, we smoked them. And you could tell they really didn't have a whole lot to play for. It's a different mindset.
1: It's a different attitude. It it just is. Well, and I think more likely than not wide, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and you think I'm just blowing a lot of smoke here, but when we head into Friday the 6th of May, the first game of the series against Superior, unless something drastically changes, I think, you know, it's going to be in play for Crown, Bethany, and Superior to be the 2, 3, or 4 seed, depending on what happens that weekend. It so it's not just, and heck, for Crown, it literally could be in play. They could be anywhere from the 1 to the 4, I mean, that's yeah. possible. How crazy is that, folks? Going into the last weekend of the regular season, if you're a Crown fan listening to this, you could head to Missile Park and be watching a squad that could either be the one, two, three, or 4 seed in the UMAC. Happened last year for them.
0: That's, when it that's right, because they, dro- they dropped all the way to the 4. If, if they would have swept us in the regular season finale, they would have been the 1. And then they ended up as the four and then Superior had a great pitching performance from Rodriguez in the playing game. And just like that, Crown was out. I mean, just think about the difference and the swing that was for Crown in that short amount of time. So it could be a very similar situation this year where, yeah, you're right. You go into that final week into the regular season and you could be the one or you could drop all the way down to the four. And I mean, I guess that's the way we want it too. I mean, we want it to be that close at the top. And right now, that's the way it's been. How great
1: would that be? if the second of the double dip on Saturday, May the 7th, somehow, it's probably not going to be, you know why it's looking at me rolling his eyes, if it was Newman versus Rye Rod. For whether it's the two seed for the winner, the three for the loser, or the three for the winner, the four for the loser. Cause if that happens, it's real interesting, because then you're playing to avoid Northwestern. Why are they not pitching the first game, Ryan? They're gonna pitch the first <laughs> game. I know. That's why that's why you're
0: looking at me like Ryan, how's this gonna happen? Unless right. something really strange happens. We we gotta move on to a different topic here. We could talk in circles all day about. But you know, hey, that's looking forward, folks. That's what we got to look forward to, all right? We hope that it's still deciding, you know, who the one, two, three, and four are. I mean, it, it, there's a chance at it least the two through, but four. yeah, at yeah. least at least something. So there's some sort of drama. There'll be something, yes, down the stretch. All right, we'll do the only other question we got in. So maybe next time we'll get more than two, but at least we got two, so it's a little something. Yeah, gotta and, start somewhere. And this question has somewhat to do with. Northwestern last season, but more as the UMAC as a whole. And it actually incorporates the NHL a little bit as well, Ryan, so you, you might uh, be intrigued by this one as well with Good. the Wild. What's more likely? This is the question. What's more likely? The Wild make the Stanley Cup <laughs> <play> Championship, <laughs> Stanley Good. Cup Finals, or a team in the UMAC takes the next step and goes farther than Northwestern did last year and makes the College World
1: Series? Wow. What a question. I mean you're putting me in a tough spot. Um I can go first if you want. I think it's probably if you want to go first, go ahead. probably
0: more likely that the Wild make the Stanley Cup oh, okay. final. Wow. Hey, they've been playing well. I mean that's not that's not ripping on the teams in the UMAC by any means. But the Wild no, look that it
1: that is disrespectful to your guys, to all your northwestern guys listening to this. That's disrespectful. All right, fine. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you're he, having none of it no no i mean yeah i, I won't go on a whole wild thing we got to figure out st louis you know we had on coach widman and uh his guys took us down again. i mean compelling game saturday white i mean love the fight they didn't give up and they beat you know, us all three times in the regular season that's, that's hey, not good you know i just i'm telling it you know we're just waiting for the postseason no they didn't beat us we we took we took the one in st paul didn't we own three no, against them this year, and you know the the yeah, old saying the saying goes it's hard to beat
0: a team three times in one season. Well, they've done that, so you never but we got
1: that we got that out of the
0: way. You you never hear anybody say it's hard to beat a team four times. Once you beat them a third time, then it's easy no, to
1: just keep winning. It's different in the playoffs. It's different in May. At least right, that's was. what. What, what, what are your thoughts no, on this? Question? Um, I I would probably agree with you. Wow, it's after literally sitting here and saying that's disrespectful here's the deal. And I heard people joking about it today. If we can get past St. Louis, like they feel like the team that we're going to have to get over the top. And then from there, and who knows what happens? We're not going to break down the NHL playoffs, obviously, but Hey, Northwestern, Prove us wrong, okay? And I've I've said. Why it before, does it have why, to be Northwestern? What
0: What about the other teams? I mean, you're, you're they could you're do throwing, it too. Sh- you're throwing shade here at all the other you're teams right. in the conference. You're right. I
1: apologize. Superior, Bethany, Crown, you are all very capable as well. But it is one thing to win the UMAC. It's another thing. You guys, and this is the you know the point I'll go to too, Wyatt. If you know people are to believe what you've been saying, and you're probably right, it's going to be so much harder, even if you win the UMAC this season to host like Northwestern was able to do last year. I mean, the, the the stars just aligned across the board for so many different things last year. And I'm not trying to throw salt in the wound, Wyatt, that you guys, you know, were just a little bit short, a couple innings of baseball short of making it to the College World Series. But it, it would be you'd be hard pressed to believe that it's going to get back to that point. And, you know, NHL playoffs, anything can happen. All right. So great question. The Wild are going to the cup. I'm pumped. Let's go. I hope so. I mean, I, I would I would
0: love to see him in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I just think everything, and I'll stand by this even being on that team last year, everything worked out in our favor, I feel like, to getting to host a regional, to the team's That were in our regional. Nothing against Trinity, Texas, but I mean, what in the world were they doing ranked in the top ten? I mean, hey, it was their
1: conference they played in, a great competition, but they just forgot to bring the pitching. They could hit, but they forgot to bring their arms.
0: And and we were playing our best baseball at the right time. Everything got factored in. There's so much that has to be in your favor to make a run like that and continue and move forward. So I, I, I have a tough time seeing a team from the UMAC going to the College World Series. I would not be shocked at all, though, if a team out of the UMAC made a run in a regional. I I absolutely think there's multiple teams in the conference that have the pitching... And even some of the bats to potentially win a game or two in a regional. And yeah. out, out of all those teams, obviously Northwestern would be the one that has the best chance to go the farthest just because of Bormann, Crab. And then obviously some of the power that they're, they have in that lineup. I mean, what Sam Peterson and Keegan Verko have been doing is just ridiculous. I mean, they're hitting home runs left and right. So obviously they are the top choice to go the farthest, but there's other teams too. I think that could even win a game in a regional. I mean, I, I, I think the team that comes out of the UMAC, whoever it may be, will be a very tough out come postseason time.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it always starts with, okay, whether it is one of the big four that we've talked about so much, Northwestern, Crown, Bethany, Superior, who's their ace, and then pair it with their lineup and what kind of chance do you get. You always start with the front-line starter. And then you say, hey, that guy could give us a chance. And then you, you play from there, obviously. That's so what you have to do. You go into the
0: NCAA tournament and you're absolutely pitching your top guy regardless you're just trying oh, to yeah. win that game and then to be honest your number 2 is probably in relief if it's close and, and, you're, and just, you're
1: telling the guy who just pitched be ready to come back on short rest like as soon as the game's over yeah. you're you're
0: just pitching your everybody's on the table ready to go so yeah i don't know we'll see what happens That was an intriguing question, and I mean, I would love to see both of them come true, and I would like to see you know both. But I mean, let's be honest, this isn't a fairy tale, and nothing, (laughs) nothing ever goes according to the way you want it to go, Ryan. If if that happens, I would be shocked, but I'd be happy. So we'll 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 see what ends up happening there. With that being said, those were the questions we got. If you want to send us questions the next time we're on, because not everyone's on Twitter, I sent out a tweet and we got these responses. But for the the listeners who aren't on Twitter. Email us your questions, uaotheumac at gmail.com, and we'll answer them on the next pod. We like to hear baseball questions. I mean, I think I said in the tweet, it could be about anything at this point, too. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll answer anything, quite honestly, if you want us to. So feel free to send them our way. And, uh, again, Twitter, if you're on Twitter, that's a good place to follow us. We post a lot of content there as well, unlike any other the UMAC. With that being said, Ryan, what else do you want to get into with this pod? I know we got to start looking ahead here to the next week. And I mean, is it even worth warranting like our predictions or anything like that? And bringing that up at this point and where we're at, I mean, we haven't really done a very good job of keeping the people up to date with that. I suppose. Well,
1: it hasn't all been our fault. No, I'm just kidding. But we've been you we've been waiting not, on some man. things. You, you <laughs> to roll in I want to mention real quick from last week and why one series we didn't touch sure. on Superior and Morris. We the talked one- about how big. We talked about how big of a series it was. Morris at Superior, but they only were able to play one game. Well, they yeah. still got to play two more. Well, but they well, did play one game. Were they supposed to play more than one? It was going to be a three gamer. So what in the world happened? Weather happened, man. And but they, they were able, you to know, get the, get the powers that be. They they got the one in at your favorite spot, Wade Stadium, on Saturday afternoon, and then they'll be playing uh, the next one on Wednesday. It looks like, and then the one after that is going to be. Uh, A little later on this month at some point it looks like. So anyway, Superior got a tight win to keep their momentum rolling and technically a home game that wasn't really a home game that was played in Duluth. But anyway, Ryrod, another great start, went seven innings, let up just three runs and they hunt on. I mean, would have been huge for Morris. They could not come up with the win, but four to three, tight game.
0: Yeah, no, that absolutely is worth mentioning. I'm glad you brought that up. I did not mean to skip over that by any means, but now you look at Morris sitting at 1-5 in the conference and you realize they're running out of opportunities here to start making their move. They are going to have to turn around quickly. What a better opportunity than to get the next two against Superior starting on Wednesday this week to hopefully get themselves back into that conversation. I mean, the opportunities are going to present themselves as well because, I mean, they play Northwestern. I mean, they still got a lot of big games on their schedule. They're just going to have to start to kick it into gear sooner rather than later, though.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you were going to have to beat some of those top dogs at some point. So if you're Morris, you know... No time to hang your head. Just got to say, all right, let's make this week the best week of our season. So that being said, Wyatt, do we want to do an update on where our predictions are at, or do we want to just jump into? I mean, we, it is counted up. I feel like we should do it. You know, he did all the work literally. All right, earlier this it, evening. If you have it up, then you run through it because I don't have it up right now. You are leading thirteen points to eleven points. I'll just jump right into it. Can't so say far I'm this surprised. season. I mean, this past weekend was huge. We were tied 7-all, and uh, this past weekend you pulled in front largely in part because you picked the right number of games. You didn't have full belief in Northwestern. You had some belief in Bethany. You said the Eagles were going to take 2 out of 3. That's what happened. That was the difference. You got a full 3 in that one. We were both off the mark saying Martin Luther was going to take 2 out of 3 against North Central. Eh, We didn't get any points there. And then we both got 3 points saying Crown was going to sweep Northland. We got points there. And then points are still to be determined for Superior and Morris because I pick Superior in a sweep. Okay, that's still possible. But your possibility is still possible as well. You pick Superior to win two out of three. So there it is. You're up by two. A lot of possibilities with those uh, possible outcomes. <laughs> po-
0: possibly it might be possible. So <laughs> we'll see We'll see what happens there. Um, you know, I feel good about that one, though, because – you, well, I know they're spread out, but I doubt they're going to throw Rodriguez against them twice, right? I mean, you would think he'd pitch against some of the other teams that are on their schedule. So if he's out of the picture now, I don't know, I feel pretty good about Morris potentially taking a game there.
1: Don't forget about Tappy.
0: I, I'm aware they're still a third game too, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm counting that one as a loss,
1: but it's it's going to be a challenge. Well, and a limit I mean, it's just crazy why I always think back, like, to that series that i've mentioned before superior northwestern you know the one game superior won, which tappy yeah. or rodriguez didn't yeah. throw no, and that's and the that's, game they won
0: that's what i mean it's it's like i don't know they just they go out there and play it's almost like they don't really care about the circumstances or what's going on they were down in that game too 4-0 and they just
1: continued to fight
0: and they're just gonna play so i don't know i, that, I that's
1: I, coach oaks's motto that's what it says on the back of his t-shirt i hear let's just play He already already made the
0: t-shirts and got got them distributed. You got to get get the
1: message out right away.
0: Absolutely. He's done a great job there at Superior and many, many good things to come in the future as well for that program. So looking forward to seeing where they go. But with that being said, I still think Morris takes a game from them. All right, looking ahead now to what we need to predict. So with that being the case, you look at this week. Nothing got played today because of the weather. So... Unless Crown did play at Carlton. Let me figure that out. Which real would quick. be going on right now. I did not fact- postponed. Yeah, I was gonna did say that happened I feel like everything got postponed. So nothing nothing took place
1: today. Tuesday. There's some big non con later this week. We're not doing that, but yeah. Tuesday. Yep, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried about the non conference stuff to be honest at this stage of the season. But uh Tuesday You got Northland at North Central in a doubleheader, and then Crown and Martin Luther. That'd be the third and final game of that series, so we don't have to worry about that one. But North Central and Northland, this would be the first two of three, so we got to predict that one. You want to go first or me?
1: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm just trying to confirm here. They do got two on the schedule, like you said, but did they already play the other one? I don't think so. Like it, just, it just looks like, I mean, according to North Central's schedule, they're just going to play them twice, which that doesn't make it. I mean, I think they're still trying to reschedule because they were supposed to play today as well, and I'm just double-checking one thing here to make sure that they don't have on the schedule their third game. So it's weird, again, where we have to predict this series, quote-unquote. But, yeah, I only got two games being played tomorrow. We're recording on Monday night the 18th. They're supposed oh boy. to play Tuesday the 19th. So, anyway, well, we'll just pick the two games that are on the schedule, all right? You want me to go? They haven't played one yet, though, correct? No, I made sure tr- they've been canceled multiple times, but okay. the Lumberjacks and the Rams have yet to lock horns so far this season. So we're just so. going to pick the two that are on the schedule right now? I I guess, unless we want to pick a third, even though it's not on the schedule what I see. I mean, we could pick a three-game.
0: Right? I, I got to think they're going to, yeah, make it up okay, and let's still just play the three games. So yep. with that being said, it's been really weird this year. I mean, nobody expected, at least when I say nobody, I'm talking about us two, nobody expected... That North Central would sweep Martin Luther. So why not? I'm gonna go Northland two out of three here.
1: Just Northland <laughs> you just, just to be different.
0: Yeah, I, I just okay. I feel like there's so much just random chance and different things that can happen with with these two teams. And I feel like Northland is due to win a series. This is gonna be their one. So give me the lumberjacks.
1: It's in Coon Rapids. I don't I don't know what that does for you. I mean it's it sounds like a field that they could find. Cause no, that's where, their, ready that's where they North play Central their North Central games. Oh well, the more you know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Winter Wintercrest Park. You've played they there just, before.
0: I have. They just don't really get to play there ever because the field is never ready, you know, in Minnesota okay. at this time of the year. So then, you know, they just play all their games on the road, and so they just don't play
1: there very much. I think they should have toughed it up and played today. You know, in the Twin Cities, it was spitting snow earlier and whatnot, but they should have been out there you know from from why it's logic they anyway, could have, they I, cut it on it i won't go there uh just you know to be the opposite i'm going to take north central 2 out of 3 when they eventually you, you, get the three games in you won't go that far though and say the sweep no they can do it again i mean i mean they could you know they definitely could but i think northland finds a way to get one so. there's there's their bulletin board material though i mean just say no they can't do that i
0: i, I don't believe they can do that now they're going to they're going <laughs> to they're just going to clip that little bit yep quote tweet us after their hey, uh
1: i give them credit you know when i was standing out there uh, last wednesday watching them play northwestern and couldn't feel my feet by the end of it but anyway no one cares about that uh they hunt in for about the first half of that game and then it got ugly later and from what i heard after the fact they were like literally saving pitching for the martin luther series and clearly it worked because it was like you remember jack parker he, he plays a lot of catcher. I don't think He was so. throwing. So, anyway, he throws two shutout innings. He's, like, keeping him in the game. I think it was in the fourth and fifth, and I'm, like, just assuming he's going to be back on the mound on the sixth. Nope. They just kept rotating guys. I don't think anyone pitched more than two innings. Huh. Just because they staff wanted to keep game. everyone fresh. So, yeah, staff game, I guess. Interesting. The more you know, as you always say. The more you know. All right, so you got the Lumberjacks, two out of three. I got the Rams, two out of three. Are we gonna have Crown and Martin Luther play tomorrow? It looks like as well. Well, they
0: are, but they already swept them earlier this season, so that's just the third and final game of
1: that series. Okay, they they took the first two. Yep. Yep. Okay. They took the first two, and, and, we, both already, and yeah, we, we both already and yeah, we both already predicted that.
0: Yep. So we don't have to worry about that. And then obviously on Wednesday, if you go one day farther, that's the doubleheader there to finish up the Morris and Superior series. So we don't got to worry about that one. Those are the only other conference games going on and then you get into friday and now we start the weekend slate of hopefully friday and saturday and then it uh, looks like they already do have morris in north central on sunday as well for one so i'm not really sure if that's a makeup or why cuz morris is playing northwestern well, this weekend so i don't
1: even know if they're sure yet so fair enough <laughs> we're Things not going to worry so. about that one so in flux so you said it let's just start there Reynolds field we're going to cross our fingers at some point by the end of Sunday we're going to have two games played between the Cougars and the Eagles Wyatt Morris is going to be desperate with a capital D E and all the way down to try to get a win somehow some way can they do it based on what I said
0: earlier no they cannot now obviously anybody could and anything can happen so I mean I don't want to be that guy that says it's impossible I just think Northwestern's due for that sweep. They know they're the better team. And I think they finally find their groove all three games and they come ready to play on the home turf. Keep in mind, they've been on the road now for a while. It seems like in these conference games, so now they're back home at Reynolds field. They got an opportunity to make another statement, keep their game lead at a bare minimum. I think they get the sweep and Morris is going to fall even deeper into the standings and really need to turn it around quick. Then at that point, because at that point, they'd be anywhere, depending on how the Superior games go, from 1-10 and 10 to 3-8. and 8. So they're they're really going to be in a tough spot if they get swept, which I think they will, and they're going to have a lot of soul-searching to do, I guess you could say, for the last half of this uh, conference slate.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take uh, Northwestern in a sweep, and I'm uh, looking forward to see Drink get on the hill again. I know he's probably hoping he can get a win this weekend. And like you said before too, Wyatt, I mean, what does the offense give him? I mean, we're just assuming, but if it goes, you know, the big O and then drinking and then crab again, that second game on Saturday is what I'm circling. Or No, they're not playing Saturday, Sunday. At least, you know, now they're not slated to. It'd be the first game, the middle game. Let's just say the middle game, whenever the heck it happens.
0: It's going to happen at some point. You know, it doesn't matter
1: which game it is. Yes, that's the game that I have circled, and that's the one where, you know, Morris is saying, hey, maybe can we make this thing competitive down the stretch, and who knows at that point. But looking for, I expect a bounce-back performance from him. Well, uh,
0: I got to ask you, at this point, too, though, do
1: we see more Sam Ludzak, too? We could. I mean, I think that's probably on the table for Northwestern. I mean, you can, you know, make probably more assumptions. I don't know. I don't know if they're just like, these are the three, excuse me, that we're going to roll with no matter what moving forward, because he, correct me if I'm wrong, he's the guy who came in to relieve drinking in that game on Saturday. He did. So do they maybe swap him and say, hey, you know, Nick, you stay ready. If we're going to pull Luddy after three or four, if things start getting a little bit dicey and let's just try it that way for one, do you think that they could do that? I, I think we'll see him
0: at some point. I don't know if it's a start or if it's in relief again, and it'll maybe depend on how the game is going But I do think we see him more because, again, I mean, you need more than three guys anyways. Maybe not. You could win the conference tournament just going one, two, three. But then if you get to the NCAA tournament and want to make a legit run, you need more than three guys anyways. So I I think we'll see more of him here down the last second half of the conference season. So I would not be surprised if we see quite a bit of him against Morris at some point. I mean, he, he, he could be on the table for all we know if they start drinking the other game let's say, and it's those three, he could be on the table and relief all three of those games maybe then, or, you know, you just never know when we're going to see him, but I do think we see him at some
1: point. And he's an interesting guy too out of the pen wide for how much breaking stuff that he throws. It just feels like for him to get comfortable and like we've seen in the past, it just, if. In my head, it feels like it makes more sense at the start of the game than you know coming into a spot two guys on in the fifth inning or whatever it is.
0: No, he he's definitely a starter, and that's that's what he's been his whole career. So that's why I'd be interested to see if they give him a start, and then Drinken's the guy that comes in relief, and you flip him. So well, time time will tell. Anyways, we don't we don't need to get into that anymore. But be interested to see what happens there. Let's go, Bethany Northland. Now, what
1: do you got there in that one? They're going to take out some frustration. I think uh, similar to what Crown did at home against North on this past weekend, this is the get-right weekend, and it has to be for Bethany's offense. Like we talked about earlier on in the pod, Wyatt, they need at least two games in double figures, if not all three. They got to make the bats hot this weekend in Mankato. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't
0: get a sweep here. Regardless of if you get the pitching performance that you're looking for on the mound or not, like you said, I think the bats have to get going, and I think they do get going. There's no reason they can't put up some runs. Nothing against Northland, but when you look at these two teams on paper, Bethany appears to be the better team, so they need to be able to get it done, get a sweep, get some confidence moving forward. What a perfect opportunity to do it on your home turf against a team like Northland after you just played some very tough competition the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then uh, the final one that we got, Superior now has to pack a lunch and head on the road to New Ohm, taking on Martin Luther for three games. This Well, this isn't the final one we got. but It's the next one I'm going to, though. Jackets at Knights. What do you got, Wyatt? Can the Knights come up with some more magic at home?
0: They could. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm going to take Superior in a sweep here, but they definitely could. I mean, I don't know. if they're, if, if you're looking at one team to be on upset alert, Ryan – in this weekend of action, I would say it's Superior for sure. But I think Superior is going to sweep them, and uh, also wouldn't shock me if all three games are comfortable. So I have a tough time seeing Martin Luther score against Rodriguez and Tappy, and you know whoever they pitch in the third game. Even I just, I think Superior again on paper much better team. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of surprises. I think it's a lot of sweeps going on this upcoming weekend.
1: I got to stay tight with you, you know. I'm going to start playing that game now like You're we talk play play we're talking about basketball we're behind. I I, I got to go in a sweep, you know. I got to take Superior in a sweep. I can't afford to lose games on you. So final one, North Central hosting Crown. Again, let's hope all three of these games get in as well. They are slated to be played in Coon Rapids hopefully I mean, this is another spot, Wyatt, where you talked about earlier, can Crown continue to mash on the lower half of the conference and hit lawn balls, and they're not at Missile Park, so they can't hit the red button, but they're going to, you know, find a way to get the launch sequence rolling on, you know, this weekend. Easily the best
0: field name in the conference. That's yeah. that's for sure. That's not debatable, so... uh <laughs> Yes, they're going to keep it rolling against North Central. Whether these games actually take place in Coon Rapids and that field is ready to go this weekend may be another story. But if they get these games in, depending on where they play them at, Crown is going to get the sweep. They're going to hit, they're going to hit, and they're going to hit some more. There's no reason to slow down now. We've seen this. Everything from what we've seen lately tells you that they'll continue that trend. So I guess I don't know how you go against Crown here. So like I said... Lots of sweeps. I got those four teams, the top four that I think are going to be in the conference tournament at the end of the year, sweeping this weekend.
1: I'd agree. Two of them on the road and two of them at home, and you heard it, folks. Superior they, though,
0: they start on to, watch. They start to separate themselves this
1: weekend yes. as the top four officially. So are you gonna officially call it? What what am I thinking? You know all the alliteration I use. The the, 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 the is... final four. The no 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 <laughs> I, no no. I don't no, no. Know. What is this weekend? It is what Saturday. It Ooh. is what's the word you just used? Well, uh it starts with an S. You just
0: used it. I I, I don't like these games, Ryan, I'd rather use Separation
1: just tell Saturday. Oh, okay. There we go. It was it's, right there for you.
0: Well, you know, they all say move day in the golf tournaments when it's Saturday. <laughs> no, so it's not moving day. <laughs> I I, is, I don't know. That does not correlate to baseball, you know. You're right, it doesn't. But uh I hey, I appreciate the the separation. I can get behind Separation Saturday. Yeah. We still have showdown Saturday to be had, you know. We still have. Well, we gotta have other. You know, we gotta to save to. some of them for the next weekend, and then. That's what know, I'm saying. On, we still got so. other
1: ones to get to. Yes.
0: All right. So then, do we need to? If you look at Sunday, though, like I said, they have the one game between North Central and Morris on there. What are we gonna do with that?
1: Well, was that one that was early earlier on this year where they're still catching up? I'm trying to look at the spreadsheet. I don't think it has been. So I don't know if we no yeah it's that not. series. Let's yeah, just pick that series. We, we right need now. we need to pick it. They're scheduled
0: for a doubleheader on May third, then as well. So, uh, based on where I think they'll be, I'll say North Central takes a game in this series. I'll take Morris two out of three.
1: Yeah, ditto. I I don't have any. There's, Other there's not a whole otherwise. lot. Yeah, that so. needs to
0: go into this or a lot of talking points. I mean, Hey, we're going to disagree later on. I think we agreed. Did we agree across the board with everything this weekend? Uh, if you <laughs> win all sweeps, then yes, because that's what I had and then I had the 2 out of 3 there with Morris. So,
1: actually, we did we did disagree on the Northland North Central. I took North Central to take 2 out of 3, you took Northland. So, we that's disagreed right. there.
0: So, that was yep. that was during the week. And yep. wow, wow, we made a lot of different, a uh, lot of lot of stuff happening.
1: We're keeping things interesting, though. We weren't totally the same across
0: the board, so people can't say I, that we if, were too boring. If that's how you're making your picks, whatever works for you, I'm just picking who I think is going to win. That's the way I do it.
1: You're leading, I'm following, and uh, I'm just trying to stay tight. I'm already down two. I cannot make this deficit larger. So that's what that's what I'm focused on.
0: Is there anything else you want to get into that you're just dying to talk about here before we uh, wrap it up? I mean, another week in the books. We'll blink, we'll look up, and all of a sudden it'll be conference tournament time. I mean, it, it really is upon us. What a time of year,
1: What You know, he is risen. He is risen indeed amen thank you for getting that you know i say that to some people then it's just awkward silence so i do appreciate that That was good
0: now you know how the pastor always feels up on the uh stage when he says it nobody says anything back come on that doesn't happen if that's happening at a church that's a problem that's that's why they say it three or four times like literally every single they they wait until they get as loud as they
1: can so Good. Hey, I hope all of our listeners had a great Easter. I don't think I said that before Easter, but hey, hope you all had a great Easter with your family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll ditto that and hope that uh, you've been enjoying the baseball, whether it's the Twins, the UMAC, whatever it may be this time of the year, the spring baseball, uh, and have been able to you know, enjoy that and...
1: Only the diehards are enjoying it so far, to be quite honest. Probably, you know? probably. To be honest, but I'm we do already, have some diehards listening. Yeah. This
0: this dream season for the Twins is already turned into a nightmare. So that's, that's uh, all I gotta
1: say is Correa is you know playing like he's getting paid about six million dollars a year, not thirty one. Uh, he's well, got to step it up a little bit.
0: If if I had a dime for every time Byron Buxton got injured just doing the most <laughs> simplest things, I mean, just slide into second and not get injured. I mean, come on.
1: And it's always something new. You know how there's always excuses for everything. I want to hear. You know, one of our favorite guys likes to use the excuse computer. What does the excuse computer say for what happened on Friday? What's the excuse for that one? I, I, uh, I can't even. <laughs> Bad put... field conditions at Fedway. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's tough. He's trapped the Minnesota Twins because if we trade him, he'll he'll be the MVP. If we don't, we're just sucking money yeah. away. And it's... and for the
1: deal we got him to, we had to sign him. For better or
0: worse. I mean, I, you're shrugging and saying, no, we didn't. But. I mean, I guess. I, I would agree with that to a certain extent. But I, 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 we hey, don't need to get into the Minnesota. Like you season.
1: said earlier, who are we focused on? Minnesota squad.
0: Well, the Wild, for first and foremost. But what about the Timberwolves as well? I mean, you know, everybody's... Hey, here's the deal. Memphis is winning this series. I'm just
1: going to tell you that right Whoa. now. Why are you harshing our mellow, man? Because... Why are you blowing out the candle? There's a lot These of... These pups are growing up. See,
0: uh, there's just... there's a Back le-
1: the pack. All eyes north. No? The,
0: you're not feeling any of that? No. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Minnesota sports fans can be some of the worst sports fans. Wait, whoa, you're one
1: of them. You're talking about yourself. I
0: am, and I'm not in that same group. There's different levels here. I mean, the Timberwolves people that are coming out all of a sudden out of nowhere after 18 years of silence... Are acting like they're gonna win those. The NBA those people finals. are fake. Yes, and, call out those people. Well,
1: no one. Who's saying that?
0: I mean, those people are fake. It's just annoying, is all I'm saying. And uh, you know, we hear this all the time. And I don't know. I just. I, what, I, what
1: did I tell you last time we talked? I said let's win the play-in and then let's just have fun against Memphis. I believe that's all I said. That's still what I'm saying. And do I believe we can win the series? Apparently, absolutely, you do because A- absolutely. I
0: I, 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 I was gonna say I think you believe it because. Based on what I said when I said Memphis is going to win the series, you went, whoa, whoa, like you were really
1: disappointed. Well, if it happens, I won't be shocked. But I'm just saying, you know, after what you saw Saturday, was that very inspiring? That just gave you something to think that, you know what, it was fluky that the Wolves won? I just don't trust the Minnesota Timberwolves, to be honest. Okay, that's fair, just track record. But you know what they say, Ant wasn't here for none of that. I mean, how crazy is it, Wyatt, to think that Anthony Edwards is only 20 years old? Does that make you feel old? Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. And I
0: I think what in the world am I doing if he's playing? Well, yeah, I and know Pe- people always say that, but that's just, it's
1: not a fair comparison. Okay. <laughs> no don't do that. Don't do that to yourself is all I'm saying. We don't have to talk any more basketball. Yes, Wild and Wolves are who we're focused on. Not the twins ball. That's why we're doing this pod. Okay. We obviously love baseball and it's gonna get better. And we've talked off the air before, folks. We're gonna keep raising our level and we're going to take it to the next stage when we get down the stretch. You heard it in this pod, Wyatt. I can't stop talking about the last two weekends of the regular season, and it's coming soon. So I'm looking forward with excitement. I don't know about you.
0: No, I am as well, and I'm glad you say that because as we get down to the final stretch, we will be producing content, pouring it out. We'll maybe do something similar once we get to the conference tournament like we did for those who listened to the basketball pod that we did. It's going to be very similar. And also to just point out, Ryan – We are still working on getting guests on as well. We'd like to have some players eventually down the road as well. So there is going to be new stuff continuing to come out. I know sometimes it maybe gets boring just hearing me and Ryan go back and forth, and it's the same exact things that we're talking about. We will liven it up, and there are different things we have in the works. It's just a matter of actually getting it to come to fruition. And uh, believe it or not, it's actually a lot harder than it seems sometimes. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be working on that, and you should be very excited about the next couple of weeks here and what we'll have in store.
1: Thank you for mentioning that, Wyatt. We do apologize, folks, that we did not have a guest last week. We are actively working. We can promise you to fix that for this week. And as you said, Wyatt, if you have suggestions, we've already gotten a couple, please let us know. For players and or coaches that you'd like for us to have on, or if you are one of those players, hey, shoot us a note. UAO the UMAC at gmail.com or unlike any other the UMAC on Twitter. You're giving me the look. I'm all talked out. I'm about all talked out. You know, I could talk on and on and on, but you know what? We don't need to ramble on any further. We're looking forward to a great weekend. Fingers crossed that we eventually will turn the corner. We're not going to see this uh, sleeting crud anymore in the Twin Cities and, you know, brighter days ahead. Hey, again, just remember, you have it better than
0: some up here I'm in, in the northern part of the state. So I'm blessed. We're blessed, and I agree with you. It could be worse absolutely so with that this has been another edition of the unlike any other the umac podcast we'll be back with another one of me and ryan coming up next week but as mentioned we're working on getting some guests potentially for this week so you can stay tuned for that and hopefully we'll have something out we'll let you know and we'll keep you updated again on twitter unlike any other the umac we post updates on there lots of contact or content i should say rather on that page and then also if you have any questions want to reach out uaotheumac at gmail.com is the place to go Thanks for listening. As Ryan mentioned, hope you had a great Easter with family, friends, loved ones, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.